0: Have you ever finished the box of crackers or maybe a package of cookies and told yourself, I'm just eating this just to get it out of the house? Or maybe, have you ever eaten your kids' leftovers because you don't wanna let that food go to waste? Or how about this one? Maybe you've looked at something leftover in the fridge and thought, well, I might as well eat it because no one else in my family will. Ah, uh, not letting food go to waste can be one of the toughest, most deeply ingrained roadblocks that we face there are lots of reasons why that belief is so deeply entrenched in our brains. Today, we're gonna talk about why it's so hard to let food go to waste. Then we'll talk about four different ways to look at the idea of wasting food and shifting your perspective on it. And finally, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna talk through a very specific exercise to dismantle that old belief and allow you to open up to the possibility that that old narrative may not be serving you and you can make a new choice. Ready to examine some old beliefs? Let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here today. I always appreciate when you're here to have a listen, and today we are talking about letting food go to waste, or really rather, uh, the the struggling with letting food go to waste and having that feeling of like, I don't want to waste food. This is so common, we all experience it to some degree or another. And specifically, I was talking to a client who um, she's very self aware. But she was telling me, you know, I struggle with wasting food. And there's kind of a lot of layers to it. She was saying, well, first of all, I eat the kids leftovers, you know, so I I feed the kids the food. And if there's something that they've left, I'll eat it, because I feel guilty if I throw food away. And another layer to it, which was really interesting is she said, I almost feel like a sense of accomplishment when a meal is complete. When um, when I finish all this leftover, it's, it's almost like it makes me feel like a good person just to make the most of our resources. Um, and she said, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to be a good steward of the resources provided to me. And then she also said, that sometimes there can be like five day old pizza in the refrigerator. And her, you know, kind of mental dialogue is, well, I know the rest of the family isn't going to eat this. So I might as well because nobody else will. And it's not that she actually really wants the pizza. It's more like, again, like this, that sense of completion of like, I want to finish it, it needs to be complete. And so there was a lot for us to break down with that. And I wonder if any of that ever resonates with you, you know, is it hard? To throw away food? Do you have um, a sense from when you were younger of, you know, there are starving children in Africa, so you got to finish your plate? Um, I know that was a message that I received. In some cases, maybe you grew up in a, a financial situation where food wasn't always totally predictable. And so when you did get food, it was you got to make the most of it, like at the buffet, you got to get your money's worth or that type of thing. So there's all kinds of reasons why we have this uh, very strong, very ingrained belief in our minds to not waste food. So it all comes back to this kind of pervasive messaging in our culture that goes, it goes all the way from media and the stuff you see in commercials on television or on YouTube, all the way through to what you, you heard at the dinner table. And so, for example, like I mentioned, they're you know, starving children in Africa, I remember when I was growing up, there were commercials on TV, uh, and they would show these very painful pictures of children who were literally starving, and it was a campaign to get you to spend money or to donate money to a charity or a cause. And so that was this sort of sense of guilt that, well, I have food, and this person doesn't, And so I should finish what I have, I should be grateful for the food that I have. And so that's one kind of messaging. There's lots of other messaging around any kind of waste is bad. You know, it's good to conserve our resources. Uh, We have a, a finite planet, and we need to take care of our environment and that kinds of things. So there's lots of reasons why we might struggle with the idea of wasting food or really, frankly, any other resource. But even deeper than that, there's in the media, in the political sphere, there has been in the past a proactive effort to make you or children and generations of children feel like they need to clean their plate. So, have you ever heard of the Clean Plate Club? I I know I have. This has definitely come up at dinners with grandparents sometimes. Like, I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club. You gotta, you know, you gotta take one for the team. And I was thinking that, you know, where did this come from? And actually, the history of it is that the Clean Plate Club really existed. It was a real thing. As World War One was winding down, Woodrow Wilson created the United States Food Administration to help ration food and make sure that there was a limited, um, because there was a limited post-war supplies that he wanted to make sure that those supplies did not go to waste after the war. And future President Herbert Hoover was asked to take a leadership role in the organization. And he created an advertising campaign promoting the idea to, quote, clean your plate that went out to school-aged children. They even had kids, get this, they even had kids sign a pledge that said, "I'm, I'm a member of the Clean Plate Club. And there were posters that said, food will win the war. Don't waste it. Crazy, huh? Now, this is World War I, World War I, 1914. That same campaign was used again during the, ter- the Depression in the 20s, and again during World War II in the 40s. That was so quite some time ago now. Like we're, we're pushing 100 years plus. It's crazy how that messaging got passed down to so many of us today, even though we grew up in an environment where food was plentiful instead of scarce. And this century old message is still in our brains. So why are our brains clinging to the idea that wasting is so wrong? Is your brain holding on to that message that got passed down to you from your parents, from their parents, and possibly even their parents before them, when circumstances were really different than what they are today? It's interesting to look at that and really kind of examine where did this message come from? And frankly, is it still serving me today? So that brings us to our next point. So it's not hard, usually, to recognize if we struggle to waste food. Um, And again, like I said, there's a lot of good reasons why conserving things are, uh, you know, a very positive thing. But when it comes to food, that can self-sabotage our weight loss efforts. So let's see if we can break this down a little bit. So number one, one of the messages, like I said, that I got, and you may have too, was there are starving children in Africa, or wherever. So here's my question to you. How does you eating whatever's on your plate, help those children or help someone who is who is hungry? You know, I once had a client who she went to Haiti, um, as a, a goodwill effort, and she volunteered in Haiti, and she saw real poverty. And it really impacted her deeply. And she was young when she did that, you know, maybe in her teens or so forth. And so all, all during her 20s after that, she really struggled with not being able to throw away food because she had seen this poverty up close. And she struggled with the guilt of, you know, I have resources, I have food, so I need to make the most of it because I've seen people who don't have this. And so when I talked to her about it, and I said, what what does you eating your food, how does that help those children who are in Haiti and and they don't have food? And she realized that it actually didn't help those children at all. That her finishing her plate was most definitely thwarting her weight loss efforts, but it wasn't serving the the purpose that she had in her mind of kind of respecting the resources that she had because of the children in Haiti who didn't have those same, those same resources. And so what was interesting is she decided that instead of needing to clean her plate all the time, she wanted to be more proactive about meal planning, because that was going to be a way that she could save money on groceries. And she was going to funnel that money she saved towards a charity that actually went and helped the children in Haiti. And so I thought that was a really fascinating experience to kind of allow her to crack open that old rule in her brain of like, I need to eat this because I've seen kids starving in Haiti. And she realized, that her eating it wasn't helping them, but there was a way that she could help them. So that's that's one way to kind of look at wasting food from a different perspective. Now, the num- number two, the second perspective that you can think about is money. Like a lot of times we wanna get our money's worth. And um, so if you have a food and you f- you feel like, well, I just need to finish it because I wanna get my money's worth. Let's Let's look at that a little bit more closely. Have you ever heard of the term sunk cost? Basically a sunk cost means that the money is spent. What, whatever you spent it on, it is, it is gone. It is not coming back. And so if we're talking about food, buying the food is a sunk cost. The money is, is already been spent, you have the food. But you eating the food or eating more of the food than you actually want or need does not make the money come back. It does not necessarily make you get more for your money if it's food that you don't really want. So that's a thing that when you're thinking about, I need to finish this food to get my money's worth. Remember, the money is gone, the money has been spent, and you eating it doesn't make the money come back. So that's that's a second perspective to to look at things a little bit differently. Okay, so here's a third perspective you can think about to just look at the idea of I don't want to let food go to waste from a different perspective. So imagine you had guests come to visit, you know, let's say the in-laws come over, and they stay with you for a couple of days. And then after they leave, there's some leftover food in the pantry that's, you know, less than healthy. It's it's maybe not something that you would normally eat. It's not normally what you would be there, but it was a special occasion. And so it's in your house because the guests were visiting. It can be tempting to tell yourself, well, I'll just eat this to get rid of it and finish it off. You know, I don't want to waste it by throwing it away. By the way, I have totally done this. (laughs) Uh, It took me a while to get over this. But so the the choice is either A, you can eat it, or B, you can throw it away. So let's look at that for a second. That's your choice. I'm going to eat it or I'm going to throw it away. Here's the thing when you decide to eat it instead of throwing it away, you are using your body as the trash can. So let's pause for a second and think about it. The food could go in the trash can or it could go in your body. Remember, the money's not coming back. It's a sunk cost. The money has been spent whether you put the food in your mouth or the garbage. And putting it in your body does not get the money's worth, nor does it affect your wallet. Eating it does not mean you get more for your money. It just means you put extra calories in your body and you're treating the trash can better than you're treating your body. Whew, the first time I heard this, it like completely blew my mind. And so thinking of the idea of, wow, I'm treating the trash can better than I'm treating my body, that takes us to the fourth perspective shift of how you can look at the idea of I don't wanna let food go to waste from a different perspective. So earlier, I talked about my client, and she said that she wanted to be a good steward of the resources that were available to her and her family. Here's a question. How might you look at you as a resource that you need to be the steward of? How might you look at your body as a resource that you are responsible for being a good steward of? Now, I'm not saying this in terms of like guilt or shame. No, really, I want you to think about like, what are the resources in your family? Money, of course, is a resource. Food is a resource. Water is a resource. Electricity is a resource. How are you a resource to your family? How, are, how is your body a resource to you? Like, for example, if you are tired or sick, you're no good to your family. If you take care of everyone else first and you put your needs last... You don't show up as as well as you can as your best self for your family. You show up as tired and kind of grumpy and maybe a little bit resentful. If you eat the food off of your kid's plate just because you don't want it to go to waste and then you feel bad about yourself and you have a bad body image, what kind of message does your bad body image send to your daughter or to your son? What are they learning from you by watching? So I want you, again, this is not about guilt. This is just think of yourself as the resource for your family that you need to be the steward of, that you need to take care of, that you need to value. You are the asset to your family and to yourself. Okay, now earlier in my intro, I said we were going to do a specific exercise for dismantling the thought Of, you know, I don't want to let food go to waste. And if you've ever heard of Byron Katie, then you are familiar with The Work by Byron Katie. If you've not heard of Byron Katie, I definitely uh, encourage you to go check her out. She is amazing. And she just has a way of asking questions that makes you feel like, oh, wow, that problem that I thought was super huge is actually just my thoughts causing me suffering. So The Work is basically a collection of four questions, they're very straightforward. Uh, and very simple, but simple doesn't necessarily mean easy. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the four questions of the work, and then we're going to to do the turnarounds. So I'll walk you through it. So when you do the work, you need to think of a belief that you want to examine. And again, this is not about um, making you feel wrong or bad. This is simply what is a belief I have? And then I want to look at it from different perspectives and see if it is always true, or maybe there's a different way to look at it. So you ready? Here we go. We're going to work with the belief that wasting food is bad. So we're going to continue to come back to that sentence, that belief, wasting food is bad. So question number 1, is it true that wasting food is bad? Generally the answer to question number 1 is yes. Yes, it definitely feels bad. Like that's the whole problem. That's why I'm here in the first place because I feel bad when I waste food. No no worries. Question number two is, can you absolutely know that it is true that wasting food is bad? And this is where it's like, is it 100% always, always, always true that wasting food is bad? And then you're like, well, I maybe, I don't, maybe not always. So then that opens us up to question number three. How do you treat yourself? How do you treat others when you think the thought that wasting food is bad? Well, one way that you treat yourself is you use your body as a trash can. We've established that. Uh, One way you treat others is that they're allowed to not finish the food on their plate, but you're not allowed. Like, you know, if you're, if you're finishing up the kids leftovers, you're giving them permissions that you're not giving yourself. So that's interesting. Then question number four is who would you be without the thought that wasting food is bad? Pause for a second. Let's just imagine you could take a magic eraser in your brain and just like erase the thought, wasting food is bad. What would be different? I know for me, I would feel a lot of freedom. Honestly, I'd feel free to choose the food that I want versus feeling forced to eat the things that I feel obligated to eat. So that's an interesting question to ask yourself. Who would you be without the thought? that wasting food is bad. Hmm. Just ponder that one. So now we go into part two of the work, which is the turnarounds. And so we're gonna turn that sentence around. Again, this is kind of just like looking at things from a different perspective and see if something could feel true. So the first turnaround is to the opposite. So remember the original statement is wasting food is bad. So there's kind of two ways that we could turn that statement around to its opposite the first one would be wasting food is good. So we're not about like proving yes, that's more true or less true. It's more just can you find an example of the turnaround? So can you find an example of when wasting food is good? So for me, what I think of is um, I don't particularly love cupcakes. And I remember when my kids were small, there were some cupcakes uh, for a birthday party and there were some leftovers. And I was like, I just don't want these like I don't like the frosting, um, you know, everybody's different. You may think theirs amazing, but for, for, it's just not for me. And so I didn't want to eat the cupcake. And so in that case, throwing it away was actually good because it was honoring what I wanted. I did not want to feel forced to eat the cupcakes just because they were there. And if that doesn't resonate with you, maybe like I said, maybe you love cupcakes. Think of something that you find kind of gross, like um, mayonnaise, for example, Um, expired mayonnaise, I could imagine throwing away expired mayonnaise is actually a really good idea. Or maybe um, that dish that somebody brings to the holiday dinner, you know, grandma's fruitcake. Um, who, Who wants that? Really? What is something that's kind of gross to you? That If it were hanging around in your refrigerator or your pantry, that you'd be like, yeah, throwing this away is actually a really good idea. So that's an example of how wasting food is good. So that's, again, the opposite of the original thought. Now, the original thought is wasting food is bad. So there's another way to turn that around to its opposite, which is conserving food is bad. So that's interesting. When is conserving food bad? And again, we're not trying to prove that it is more true. It's just, can you find an example of when conserving food is bad. So I can think of a time when like we had leftover uh, pork chops. And so I put them in the freezer and forgot about them. And then of course, they got freezer burn. And you know, nobody was going to actually eat them anyway. And so it just added guilt so that when I pulled it out, I was like, what is this? Oh, man, it's that that old pork chop that we had two months ago. That was a time when conserving the food was actually not helpful. Um, I can say that conserving food is bad for me personally when it comes to fish. I've gotten food poisoning twice from leftover fish. So I have learned that if there's leftover fish, it it just needs to go. Like Saving it for tomorrow is not worth it. So those are just examples of when conserving food is bad. Again, that's the opposite. So we're just trying to put a little crack in that belief that the original sentence of wasting food is bad. Okay, so let's go to the second turnaround, which is to the other. So the original sentence is wasting food is bad. If we're going to turn this around to the other, we could say bad food is wasteful. Now that's interesting. What could be an example of how bad food is wasteful? Can you think of a time or an example of where it would be wasteful to create bad food? Or perhaps is it wasteful to eat bad food? Maybe here's an idea. Maybe you had something at the holidays that you really don't like, but you eat it because you know you don't want to hurt Anjoni's feelings or so-and-so's feelings. Could that be an example for you of when it is wasteful to eat bad food? Or another thought is maybe you were looking forward to like that plate of cookies and you're like, oh, and like they really seem amazing in your brain. But then when you actually go to eat them, they turn out to be sort of dry and chalky and not nearly as tasty as they were in your mind. Was that food worth it? Or maybe it was a waste because the food was bad. So that's another way to just kind of put a crack in the idea that wasting food is bad. And finally, The last turnaround is to the self. And so you take the sentence and you kind of turn it uh, inward and you sort of look in the mirror. And so how can this sentence be turned towards myself? So if the original sentence is wasting food is bad, the turnaround to the self could be wasting me is bad. Oh, dang. Mm, That one hits home. How is wasting yourself bad? Well, I could see some examples. When you are not treating yourself as the asset, if you're not treating yourself as a resource to be the steward of, you don't feel as good. You're not as effective at work, or maybe you can't play with your kids. Um, maybe you don't show up for your family in the way that you want to. Maybe you end up not going for your big dream. You you end up playing small. You you live a life that is not totally living up to your potential. You're not shining your light as bright as you can when you waste yourself, when you don't put yourself as something to be treasured. Yeah, you are worth being treasured. Okay, so that was the work by Byron Katie. Which one of these turnarounds kind of resonated most with you? So here they are again, we had to the opposite. So wasting food is good, or conserving food is bad. Which did that resonate with you? or to the other, bad food is wasteful. Or finally, to the self, wasting me is bad. Just pick one of them that sort of, you know, hits home a little bit more. And focus on that. And I want you to think about how can you bring that thought, that turnaround into your awareness this week, and maybe put it into practice with a tiny baby step. Listen, you are just human. It is okay. We all struggle with this from time to time. And At the same time, you get to choose what you want to be true for you. You get to choose if that old rule that you were taught when you were little is something that's serving you, or if maybe you want to make a new choice for yourself. Something to to consider. So here is your one tiny confident body action step that I want you to put into practice this week. Ready? Look at the food in your refrigerator, or maybe look at the kids' leftovers, whatever it is the food that you feel like I don't want to let it go to waste. Then I want you to ask yourself, why am I considering eating this food? Do I really want it? Is it something I genuinely desire? Or am I following an old rule in my brain that's honoring an outdated belief and sacrificing my genuine desires in the process? Hmm. Just ask yourself that question. Why am I considering eating this? Any answer is okay. And there is a whole section in my book that talks about food going to waste, and kind of how to dismantle some of those thoughts around it. So if you've ever found yourself eating something because you quote, just want to get it out of the house, or because you don't want it to go to waste, then please check out my book, just search for you are a miracle on Amazon. And if there's anything in this episode that has helped you, I would love for you to share it with somebody that you know, just think of one person, you know, a sister, mom, uh, neighbor, uh, your friend from college, tell them about this episode and and share it to them like copy the link send it to them in a text and say hey check this out and if while you're at it if you happen to write a review that would be really awesome too and before we go remember love yourself because you are the greatest resource you can give your family valuing yourself is honoring them all right that's what i've got for you today i'll see you next week thank you so much for listening today It is truly a gift that you are here listening. I so appreciate you. My private coaching spots are filling up, but I have two spots still open. If you're jamming on the podcast and putting all those tiny confident body action steps into practice on your own, then that is awesome. And if you'd like some help with accountability on that, or work on diving deeper into some of the unique challenges that make it hard to lose weight, then let's work together. Not everyone needs the same kind of support. So we work together to customize what strategies, systems, and deep dive coaching that you need to help you address the emotional and mental parts of weight loss that lie underneath the surface of a typical diet plan. Now, maybe you're thinking, you know, that sounds great, but I kind of feel guilty spending money on myself like that. If that resonates, I so hear you. I have struggled with that too. But let me ask you, What are you missing out on by not taking time to invest in you? How much longer do you wanna keep things the way they are? Where will you be five years from now if nothing changes? And maybe that makes sense, but you're still feeling like it's hard to take the money or especially the time to invest in yourself. I get that too. But here's a question. Of all the things you could spend money or time on, what better investment is there than to spend time investing in their relationship with yourself. How will your loved ones benefit by you feeling better about you? You spend a lot of time, like your whole life, in your body, and the person you talk to the most is you. What better investment could there be than to take care of the person you are with the most? If you're ready to stop waiting for someday, please go to my website and schedule a free call at www.confidentbody.coach. I think I only said two W's. There's three W's. You get it. Anyway, or send me an email at lizzie@confidentbodycoach. Remember, you are a masterpiece, a piece of the master. God put that little spark of divinity within you, and you are meant to shine exactly the way you were made. You are one of a kind. And when there's only one of something, it literally cannot be compared. You were created for a reason and we need you. You are a miracle. Go shine your light today.